Aloha, party people. You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 161. This episode is sponsored by Tandawai Rum, the world's largest rum producer and winner of over 170 international medals in the past four decades. Check out their webpage at TandawaiUSA.com or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at TandawaiUSA. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit TikiBarTshirtClub.com. This podcast is also sponsored by the Tonga Hut. With locations in both North Hollywood and Palm Springs, California, the Tonga Hut serves classic tiki cocktails in a classic tiki setting. Dine in a secret tiki hideaway or learn about rum and rum history at one of their educational seminars. And if you're up to the challenge, take the journey to join the loyal order of drooling bastards. For information on events, rum rum club, and more, go to tongahut.com or find them on Facebook or Instagram. On this special Throwback Thursday edition, we revisit our session with the crew from the newly released documentary, Squeezed Up. Join us inside the Desert Oasis Room as we chat with the director, Dirk Balau, executive producer, Stefan Imke, and the rest of their crew, also known as the Wild Bunch, including Shane Bagnall, Andy Schmidt, Thorsten Leisenberg, and Matza Haydn. The episode you are about to hear is some of the same footage you'll see in the film. And if you like tiki, hot rods, lowbrow art, or custom culture, this film is a feast for your eyes. You're going to enjoy seeing many of our friends featured there, including Jason Lee, The Hula Girls, McBiff Art, Tiki Tony, Michael Greider, Mimi Lemieux, Matt Tiki Man Willis, and much, much more. This episode was recorded back in October 2018 on the podcast's two-year anniversary during the filming of this documentary, which is available now. As always, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a good rating. Doing so helps people find the show and helps boost our presence. Also, subscribing makes it easier for you to follow our adventures, and subscribers always get new releases first. You can find previous episodes at our website, DesertOasisRoom.com, as well as links to our social media, along with links to our guests' websites and their social media. Alrighty, grab a cocktail and join us inside the Desert Oasis Room with our friends Stefan Emke and the Wild Bunch. Okay, so uh, we're ready to go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just gonna go ahead and start making cocktails. Awesome. And um, what are we making? Have you had my blood punch yet? No, I've heard about it a lot. Okay, so I'm gonna make after that. listening to all these all these podcasts, and I hear about the blood punch, and I'm like, one of these days. Well, that today is that day. <laughs> Let me start by saying aloha. 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 Aloha, Stefan, and everybody else in the room. Aloha. Aloha. (laughs) So for our listeners out there, we're actually recording a dual session today. We're recording for your new project, Stefan, and also obviously an episode of Inside the Desert Oasis Room. Tell us about your project. Yeah, our project is called Squeezed Up, the movie, and it's it's a road trip with uh, two roadsters through California to see all the cool guys and the cool places and um, yeah it's a story of traveling it's a little bit an endless summer thing Um, but more car related than surf related right we will see great guys uh, great places like your place I mean we love we are stoked about the desert oasis I appreciate that thank you so much it's so cool and it's such a great hideaway we love it and uh, yeah beside the roadsters 
there's a lot of tiki stuff involved in this in this thing and um, everything which comes over with tiki and obviously a little bit of drinking and I see you were doing some you will start mixing some so great, I, great, I, great secret ingredients together. I'm, I'm mixing the, the house stream. Oh, this is the blood punch, and it's a blood punch because I call it a blood punch because you'll, you'll see when it's done, it's blood red. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and it's a, it's, it's a, it's a take on a, on a, like a classic tiki cocktail. Yeah. It's both sweet and tart, and uh, very rich in calories. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I think we need some calories. Oh, of course. We need some calories <laughs> to survive today. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully um, hopefully you're not on a diet right now. No, we are not on a diet. <laughs> we, we, we just flew in from Germany with uh, five people two days ago. And uh, we got such a warm welcome from all the Americans all over the place. Oh, that's it's good. really unbelievable. That's I, good to I, hear. It's it's such a such a great tiki tribe and, and hot rod tribe and everybody's so helpful and welcome to us. It's really amazing. How long is the flight from Germany? Um when you when you are lucky and you get a non stop flight, it's about twelve hours. Oh wow. Um and uh, we were the unlucky guys and we had to stop over so you can easy yeah, make it uh, yeah. 16 17 hours and wow. our friend Matze he comes from the east of Germany so he was basically traveling for two days it took him a day to traveling to come to our place and uh, then it took two hours to go from our place to the Frankfurt airport and then we have the 16 hours flight yeah Wow. You know, so you, know you were traveling. Yes, yes. So <laughs> you sure. must be very tired right now. Yeah, and the biggest problem is we didn't allow us to no, sleep. No, no, no. That you did not allow us. Oh, right. <laughs> 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 to sleep um, because there's so much things to see and there's yeah, there's such a such a nice traveling that we really don't have the time to sleep. Okay, so I'm going to make as many of these as I can this first round. Yeah, last last night we had the chance to see uh, to see the the room party at the Caliente Tropics. Yeah, fun. Was that good? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, it was with Marie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Marie, Marie she's King. Really, we love Marie. Yeah. Marie is such a great person. Oh, she's so yeah. she's so great, and yeah. she makes the best she drinks She makes ever. really good drinks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's the bar manager at Tonga Hut. Right. Listeners always love it. Flash blended the real when like I do that the old way. Is it the a Hamilton? Way. I'm sorry. Is it a Hamilton blender? Uh, it is a. This one's a Waring Pro. So the Hamiltons. I know which one you're talking about. You're talking about the HMD 200. See, I know the. He does know number. this. <laughs> yeah, um, that's my dream blender, but it's a little out of my budget. It's, it's. They use those in all of the bars, you know, all across. Whoops, all across town, and. Um, I'd love to have one, but they're just a little too expensive, so, for me right now. Just enough there. Okay. All right. So, this is the Blood Punch. Now, nice. now can you see why we call it Blood Punch? Yes. There's no other name possible. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and basically, with the movie we want to show... Um, a little bit of time warp back okay. to the 50s, um, the mid-century traveling, and we want to show that there is still a lot of very cool and good people around who respect the tradition yeah. and keep it alive, which is, I think, the main intention of the movie. Sure. To show there is a scene, the scene is hidden. Well, there's also... There's a divide between hot rodders, right? There's the traditional hot rodders, right. and then there's people who they do the completely outside of the box, which is not always good. 
no, we are also not so used to that yeah. street rotting or sure. muzzle sure. machine hot rod scene. Okay, I'm so, gonna take a photo of this before. This is gonna be for my social media. So, <laughs> so you guys say say hello. Hello, hi. Hello, hi. Hello, hi. Hello, hi. hello. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, so, so yeah, just like you were saying, there's a divide in hot rodding between like the traditional hot rods. Yeah, let me, oh, look at these guys in the back. We're gonna get the guys in the back too. <laughs> All right, fellas, say hi. hi. Aloha. 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 So you're saying, Shane? Yeah, there's like a there's a divide in hot rodding between traditional and and you know modern and the way people build cars. Uh-huh. There's the same thing in Tiki, too. There's people that really hold fast to the traditions and the... and the. Who's getting these? Let's, let's hand these back there, too. Um, Who wants one? Oh, I would love to have one. <laughs> I'll make some more. I'll make some more. Okay, I'm going to make some more. But for me, I'm, I'm, I'm No, none? Not even one? Who cares? No, one? <laughs> one? One? Okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate You're welcome. But, uh... Really, one of the goals in this is to really just focus on on tiki and hot rodding based yeah, in the yeah. in the early days, really the period of the the fifties through the the sixties. Yeah, you know, my personal passion is you know kind of begins with Elvis and ends with the Beatles. You know, like the mid fifties through the okay. through like early sixties. And so I've said before that I'm not really I'm not really well versed in traditional hot rods. I love cars. I grew up around cars. I love old German cars. I have an old Porsche. I have a uh, old Speedster, nice. and because um, I love the the air cool technology, so it's, a, it's very simple, but it's very ingenious in my mind. And um, but I don't really know much about traditional hot rods. And then someone told me, you know, when they really start modifying the car with all this billet and all that kind of stuff, they don't. The, the traditionalists don't like that. Okay, I get that because I'm a traditional tiki guy, right? Yeah. So we have our rules also in tiki. Right, so it's the same kind of thing. And then someone told me once that because of this trend of "quote unquote" rat rotting, they said, "Oh, don't say that. That's a bad word now." It right. is, yeah, it's really a bad word. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I mean, it just gives a negative, yeah, you know, yeah. And and I, what I was told was that it's a bad word because it's, those cars can sometimes really be unsafe. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, and and there was a little bit of a culture that built up around it. A little bit of a you know, almost, you know, rednecky culture oh, yeah, around yeah, these yeah, rat yeah. rods were people that really weren't into traditional hot rodding, got, yeah. got into it just so they could build one and yeah. and drive one of those things around. But uh, more of a, you know, attitude. Yeah. Not, and not the right attitude, but tr- true hot rodding and, and is, is almost like a family, just like Tiki, you know, where people... Yeah. They, they go yeah. out of their way to help each other build their cars and they enjoy hanging out together. They right. have common interests right. and, uh, and we just love, you know, the stuff the way it was back in the day, you know, with the So with, and the idea then is to modify the cars as though they were being modified in the mid-century. Exactly. Okay. Us, okay. Using what, you know, even going to the extent where the tools you're using are vintage tools, you know. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, you know, just as, as true to the original as you can get. You know, some of the... Does that ever get frustrating, though, when you're building a car? I mean, using original tools, knowing that, like, if you could get uh, something done more efficiently or quickly, it, it, if you use it makes it modern harder. tools? Yeah, it makes it harder, but also that's part of the process and part of the fun. Yeah, and it's part of the lifestyle. Yeah, it is. I mean, otherwise, you know, we could just forget about it and drive, you know, drive the hybrid around. Right, right. <laughs> and moreover, if you have... Uh an old motor and you use the new tools it often doesn't match that oh, good okay. so you need a little bit the feeling in your hands yeah, what yeah, you're doing yeah. so you cannot just bolt it hard yeah, yeah. and say okay that's done now no it's not done because the old parts have a, have a dynamic so they needs to get retightened and um, not over tightened, and there on the limits are in your hands, and and the result is also in your hands. Now, how so, how how hard is it to get to get parts in Germany for these old American cars? 
every little thing needs to get flyover. Yeah, so, so it's in, it's hard. In other words, you have the part cost. Yeah, yeah, and then the shipping from from, from the from the shop. Then you have the shipping. Yeah, you have a ten percent import wow. tax, wow. and you have nineteen percent VAT. You wow. have to pay on top of it. Wow. So in other words, it easy doubles up. It depends yeah. on yeah. what you what you ship. Wow. Okay. One more. One more flash. This one's pretty brutal, man. Okay. And moreover, you have to have good connections yeah. um, to find the parts and pieces, to have good sources, because uh, your traveling in America is pretty limited. Right. So you cannot be on every swap meet, you cannot just drive by your friend and look if he has some cool parts left, you can maybe trade or exchange. Uh, so you, yeah, you really have to find stuff. And that's why in these days we also have some really good deposits on warehouses of hot rod parts and pieces. We trade, we inter-trade. Okay. That can be in between the car clubs. That can be in between. Now, I know that you're, you're you're trying to stay traditional, but what if you can't find a part? Um. Then you, you have just to substitute. To substitute. Is it okay to substitute? No. No. Okay. No. You can you can tool it. CNC. Oh, okay. Make it. Make it. Yeah. Or you keep on searching. Yeah. You don't build a hot rod in a year. <coughs> it's a long period. Yeah. And even if it's built, it's never done. There's always something, something that needs to get improved. Or you maybe had the idea that it works that way and you found out it will never work that way. And you have to redo it. And it's, it's, it's all physics and mechanics. I have heard, and here's a couple more. So let's hand these out. Who's missing a drink back there? Who needs a drink? Everyone has a drink back there. So, Dirk? Everyone? <laughs> Everyone? Yeah, we have one. I have an drink. extra. Who's our? Where's our driver? It's just one. Okay. Okay. Smart man. Okay, yeah, guys. My wife might help you with that. Cheers. 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 Aloha. 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 Thanks for having us. Cheers. Thank you for coming. I've been told that it's illegal to modify cars in Europe. Is that right? For the American cars, there is no real handbook, no real source. Okay. So everything is negotiable. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's acceptable then. It's it's acceptable if you can prove that it was already happening in the past like this. Okay. They, they might stretch the truth a little bit with the authorities once in a while. The Germans are sometimes known to do, known that, to do that to get okay. the car legal. <laughs> they don't. They don't have a. Yeah. If you have a Volkswagen, and you have an illegal tuning on your Volkswagen, they can easily see it. They have a book. Right. They can look at the VIN number, and then they have all the parts listed, and then they know exactly. But more importantly. This, this drink By is the way, amazing. the drink right, <laughs> drinks are delicious. <laughs> it's, it's delicious. It's really, it's Good. really. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's now, very I, nice. I have a little bit of a sweet palate. Mm -hmm. That's why it's a little bit sweet. It's really good. Me as well, and I think most of the guys are sweet guys. That's, yes. that's okay? Yeah, all they right. all love the we, sweet drinks. Some people we went tell to Bootlegger last night, and I, I like them spicy. I, you know, anything with Falerno yeah. allspice, that I can, you can't really put enough of it in there, but we go to, went to the bar, and I said, you know, what do you guys want? And... You know, I want this, I want this. And this one guy goes, I want sweet. And then the next guy goes, I want sweeter. <laughs> <laughs> they, they I like just, my drink sweet. So, so we, we ordered in that way at the bar. We, yeah. we like, what do you want? Uh, one of these, one of these, and something sweet and something sweeter. There you go. <laughs> and he just made them. Yeah, like, I know sugar is bad for you, but I think I'm addicted. <laughs> I think I'm addicted to sugar. Is it uh, a kind of fascionola? Yes. Oh. Good call. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fashionola. Yeah. I yeah, it's a it's Fashionola a lost, was it's a, a lost very ingredient. It was yes, it was a very popular ingredient in the old tiki drinks. Yeah, yeah. but it it gets lost for some reasons. Yeah, yeah, it's And it gets recovered now. I think that um and this is just my theory that the rise of grenadine was because of the decline of Fashionola. Because when you look at when Fashionola started to disappear, that's when grenadine started to appear. 
I think, as a substitute because of the color. Right. Even though it's not the same ingredients, it's a, it's a different taste. But, you know, bartenders were filling in all the holes wherever they could. What so. makes Fashionola red? So Fashionola is a, it's a really a raspberry. Okay. It's more of a raspberry and Grenadine is more of a pomegranate. Mm-hmm. So it. it's a different fruit. So the flavor is totally going to be different. Flavor, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. The, the Fashionola is a little bit more fresh and the, yeah. the Grenadine is a little bit more squeezy. Yeah, yeah, and I think that the 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 fashionola has a richer flavor than than the than the grenadine. Yeah, it it has a larger variety. Yeah, I yeah, think. grenadine yeah. is a little more sugary, and the fashionola is a little bit more rich in the fruit uh, taste. So, what's your favorite drink at the Tiki Tea then? If you like them on a little bit, oh of the man, see, I get that a lot. Um, you guys are probably going to find this funny, but. The Ray's Mistake is a great drink. Yeah. I love it. That's it's also drink. always no, it's not my funny first. At all. Yeah, <laughs> it's their million dollar drink, and and you know it's the most popular drink yeah. there. Like I think people expect me to say something that's a little bit off more the cuff, exotic like, or exactly. off the list. Yeah, right, off exactly. the list. Yeah. But uh, I like the Ray's Mistake. I think it's a good drink. I've actually yeah. been going down the list on the old wall menu, the yeah, ones they have yeah. screwed to the wall. I took a picture with my phone, and I've just been checklisting the drinks off every time I go I get yeah. two or three down you should do so if you're doing that you should tell them that you're doing that yeah I so did that, I told Mike senior. oh so senior knows yeah so you know what you should do is print out a menu uh-huh. and then every time you go in there have someone initial it or something oh, cool. and then at the end of that I'll get you on the wall cool I'll talk to them about getting you on the wall because the thing about the Tiki Tea is you know, I know people who've been through that menu several times and they're still not on the wall. But it's it's about showing support. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What I'm showing him is my screensaver on my I phone. It's the it's the wall menu at Tiki Tea. We love we love the Tiki Tea definitely. And um, we get we get handouts of the of the little snippets. Okay. Yeah. Um to and, and to to do something special. Okay. So um he gave us paper very nice so okay. but we are still thinking what we what we are putting on you know we are we are so many we are a traveling party of seven yeah i'm gonna get have, this uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to get this on my my uh, and we have our anstandsdame with us what is that that's a, a behavior woman Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you when you're traveling with 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 um with behavior that, uh, woman yeah, chaperone uh, uh, <laughs> when you're traveling with that much boys, uh, maybe it gets out of control. It gets you in trouble. Yeah, yeah, you yeah get and, yourself and, in trouble. But if you have your Anstandsdame, your behavior woman yeah, yeah. with you, uh, you you always get mental back on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and try to behave, and um, that's what we are doing. Yeah, that's funny. Oh no! Yep. Yeah, next Friday, you have the chance to catch us up and bring it, bring it back. Back to basic. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do something here because today is the two-year anniversary of the podcast. Two years ago no today, kidding. we recorded the very first wow. episode. Oh, Congratulations! Right here, right here, right here. Awesome. Thank you. So you guys are on my two-year anniversary show. That's, that's so cool. Uh, that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, we should have yeah. brought a we should have brought a cake. Well, we're eating enough sugar already, right? Didn't we say that? <laughs> Liquid cake. <laughs> So I want to do something fun here. I want people to see what they're missing right I now. Have, something I, I have to, to say, do. we bring a present for you. Oh, this how is nice! A, this is our handcuffed look at that, tiki look at necklace that. from Crazy Tiki Art from okay, Germany. Hold this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. We're gonna put a video. I want to show that on the video. Okay. 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 All right. So here we go. What's happening, party people? We're coming Hello. to you live from the Desert Oasis, and we're doing another podcast here. Cheers. With our friends from Germany. Aloha. Aloha. Today is our second anniversary. Today. We started this podcast two years ago on this day, right here. And so we're celebrating with these guys. They're also filming for their project. And so we wanted to include everybody on the video for that. Thanks for having us, Adrian. Oh yeah! Thanks. Thank you Thanks so much. Coming. Congratulations! So, I can't. I can't read this. Can you read this? I don't have my glasses on. Yeah, Tiki Boss is watching. Someone else. So let's say Ron hi to everybody that's watching. Hey Ron, what's up? Aloha, aloha, Ron. Aloha. And Adrian, we brought you a special present for your second. Oh, look at that! Anniversary. It's a handcuffed tiki necklace from Crazy Tiki Art from Germany. So so it, cool. It, it made it made a way overseas. 
to stay with Adrian. Thank you so, so much, Stefan. You're Thank very you. welcome. Thank you. Look at that. That's a that's an anniversary gift. I love that. Straight from Germany. <laughs> so, what are you guys doing right now? What is your what your Sunday fun day look like? We're making cocktails, and we call this day drinking out here, right? We're not we're not. This is our breakfast. Is this our? It's it's yeah. liquid breakfast. This is our yeah, bre- breakfast of champions, right? <laughs> So and it's delicious and it's delicious. Oh, it awesome! Thank great. you, thank you. So, guys, we just want to say hello and show you what you're missing right now. So, bye bye. Cheers. Whatever you're doing. Bye bye. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you, guys. You're very welcome. I wanted to do that, like landscape. Yeah, but it wouldn't let me. It told me rotate your. I phone. think people want to, you know, when they're looking at their phone, it might be hard if it, if they're looking at it like this to see a landscape image. I don't know. Okay, I'm not that high tech, so. Yeah. So, yeah, because what's weird is, you know, on Facebook, when you do a live video, it always looks better if you do a landscape. But when you're on Instagram and then you do a video on Instagram, it always looks better when it's, uh, what do they call it? Portrait. Yeah. 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 I don't know. My English isn't very good either. I think yours is better than mine. (laughs) Never mind. After one and a half blood punches, we'll see what we we'll see what we get. What, I, what, what I also would like to say about hot rodding and the way we do hot rodding is we do it we do it the most legal way. We really okay. we use traditional engines. We don't use the OHV. So engines. that's what I was going to ask next. Yeah. So these engines are traditional to it's all traditional. How nothing it is modern. We don't have these three, four hundred horsepower super machines that basically are not made to fit okay. in a hot rod. So we we all we only run flathead engines. It's sometimes a little bit of a pain. Yeah, um, very temperamental. Yeah, they're very temperamental. They are tricky. Yeah. They are like yeah, they're like a beautiful woman. It's not so easy to <laughs> to get handy with. Right, right. But once once it's running, it's the best you I can love have. That. I love that analogy. <laughs> but uh, at the end of this road trip, the movie kind of finishes off with some vintage flathead drag racing up in uh, Santa Margarita, yeah, Central California, so about 15 miles from the Madonna Inn. Yeah. And uh so we're going to have there's a ton of people coming up. It's a huge event. So it's they basically set up these vintage drag races and it oh, looks like forward to that. looks like it's back in the day. It's really cool. So Shane, when he brought your car, that's Stefan's car, right? Mm-hmm. Right. When he brought your car on Friday, of course, there's only one guy who came out. Oh no, there was two. There were two ladies that were out for an afternoon walk. Everyone that saw that car made a comment about it. Must get a lot of attention. And we feel also a little bit honored because we get the approval from the RPM Nationals and they only allow uh, to run a hundred cars. And we built this car in Germany with all American parts. Wow. Yes. Wow. Um, and we were able to get the registration for the race. And so we really feel honored. Yeah. Yeah. That, and I think it says we did it right. Yeah. Because yeah. these guys, they are super professionals. They are yeah. in the scenes since forever. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That's a way to do it. Yeah. Wow. And moreover, what we also do to celebrate the old days is we doing dirt track racing. So the oval track racing, like the NASCAR started in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, we do it in Germany. And okay. I have my I have my own race team together with Matze, my my very good and close friend. Have these cars been to Germany already? The one in your garage yeah. came from yeah. Germany. Came from Germany. So yeah. it was from built Germany. in Germany. Yes. And then it came here. Yep. Yes. Wow. The the yellow one we just towed up today, that one is uh, was built back east. And okay. then it's raced in three different vintage drag, race, uh, okay. drag races. So it's got some heritage. So when we're ready... And we go out to the garage. I'm going to show you guys my old car. Cool. That's it's, cool. it's not an old American hot rod. It's an old German car. That's... From the motherland. You, you know, it is as it is. The neighbor's grass is always greener. <laughs> you always want to have something, but you don't have Well, you hand. know, as a car guy, I can list off at least two dozen cars that I want in my garage. Yep. My garage yes, is well. not big enough, right? So I'm sure you're the same way. Right. Never mind the house. How big is the garage? How big is right? the garage? The old Ed Ross phrase. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I have a friend who lives around the corner here who's in a Cadillac car club, and he has three Cadillacs, oh. and I can't remember uh, what the third one was. One is a 60, one is a 66, and I can't remember what the third one was. It's somewhere in the 50s, like maybe 54. And 
there was something that came up on social media and he said, oh, look at this house. And it was all garage and there was one room for, <laughs> for a bedroom and a bathroom. Right. And that yeah, was yeah. it. And the rest of the house is all garage. That and is a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's my, the perfect house. Right. Yeah. So how how much more do you have with this, this project? I, uh, I'm excited to see what's happening. Um, Let's give some background to Dirk maybe a little bit so he can right, get yeah. some uh, history on So there was a movie made a while back called Flake and Flames. And the Dirk, our uh, director for this movie, he was one of the directors. Dirk, come over. Say hi. Let's have have Dirk. Hey, guys. How you doing? How you doing, Dirk? He's right there in front of me. Should we uh, switch? Yeah. So let's, let's talk about Flake and Flames. Oh, yeah. Flake and Flames. That was an adventure. Um... Actually, the idea came from um, a meeting with a friend of mine from Denmark, Jesper Bram. We were like, hey, we're going to all the shows together. Let's film something. And then uh, it just went out the whole, the little concept we actually had. And then um, we ended up in the U.S. with all these uh, custom uh, artists. Um, so we already knew a lot of the people and uh, just asked, like, hey, we want to do something. Yeah, I can ask this one, and let's let's ask Dirty Donnie, let's ask Coop, let's ask him, and blah blah blah. And then uh, we did the crowdfunding, which was actually a uh, quite a new thing in Germany back in 2011. Okay. Yeah, and uh, we funded a uh, hundred thousand dollars for the movie. So uh, wow, yeah. So we wow. could do all the traveling, and we go. Uh, we went to uh, Europe as well, to Sweden and Italy and uh, everywhere. And mm. I've heard about that film. There, that was very well received, right? That's a popular. That's a very popular uh, hot rodding movie. Or yeah, do- documentary, yeah, it, should I say? Yeah, yeah. It's a documentary about yeah the lifestyle of the custom culture with all the music, the artists, the cars, and uh, yeah. yeah. And I, I looked at the webpage, and I saw that you had made a statement that this is not going to be. A sequel to that. This is a whole different project. Yeah, a lot of people were asking, like, hey, when are you doing the second part of the film? And we were like, uh, yeah, we did everything in the US and uh, in uh, Europe. So I think because I'm involved and uh, I'm quite known for all the photography and the, the, the filming about the hard running and stuff, so people were like, oh, finally they're doing a, a part two. And I just wanted to make it clear to yeah, the people yeah. that it's not like, going um, a, a sequel to it it's something different it's a road movie and we're visiting a cool people and places and it's like um, the feeling of friends going somewhere and uh, have an adventure together yeah yeah that sounds like fun probably yeah. yes let's see <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it, it's basically it's a it's a story of friendship yeah, stay together yeah. and really a little bit this this whole reunion that yeah. the people in that scene they stay together they hold together and it's 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 really it's a daily exchange let's talk about what happened this morning when you guys had some car trouble is that all part of the thing too is it about also the tribulations of on a road trip sometimes it doesn't go as smoothly as you like for me filming that is a good thing actually yeah, for yeah. the guys for me not driving, driving. <laughs> driving it's like, no-go. because it's not a scripted movie like hey let's do this and that we just see what happens but if you're on the road and then you have your car like oh we have to move over and see what's happening that's good actually yeah. for for the people to see ah there's something happening it's just not like everything sunshine yeah so yeah. but for him it's like oh okay again <laughs> again yeah and that's yeah, we we try to to hop it up, uh, to soup it up a little bit, yeah, also yeah. for the race. So we had the idea to modify this. We had the idea to modify that, and yeah, it's physics. And sometimes, sometimes yeah, um, yeah, physics go a different way um, than you may think. At least what happened is you guys were all together because I've been in situations where my car has died on me. Mm. And I'm alone. But when I'm with my club, mm-hmm. everyone runs to the car right. and they all want to try to fix the car, right? And then I'll have three or four guys that they all know. Someone knows, right? If one guy doesn't know, another guy will know. But then they're all using their their minds collectively to figure out what's wrong with the car. And right. you're not stranded. No, you're never stranded. But when you're alone... It can be a it can be a headache sometimes. You have a hard time, definitely. But also when you travel in Europe and when when you travel alone, and even if you post, I have trouble in in one of the social networks. Yeah, it barely 
takes more than two hours and you get help. That's good. Really, yeah, that's sometimes good. people also, when we are at a reunion and a guy is struggling with the hot rod, then even people drive through the whole night to yeah, bring the parts yeah. and pieces wow. that the cars can go back. Wow, that's and nice. Even if they need to bolt parts off their own car um, and and give it to the guy who, yeah, yeah. who has a who wow. has a problem. Wow, um, that's also that's a normal that's nice. thing. That's nice. Just to help out people, and that's that's how we stay together. Yeah. it's 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 an. I think it's a it's an untold and unwritten law. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's it's unwritten exactly. Right, yeah. yeah. When I was in Hawaii a few years ago, I contacted the guys in my car club out there. I've never met them before, and I said, "Hey, I'm going to be in Oahu on this date and time." Blah blah blah, and they all showed up to the hotel in the cars, and one of them jumped out of his car. And he jumped into another car and he said, drive my car. I never met him before. But, you know, we met on, on the Internet. Right? right. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, jump into my car. So I jumped into his car and then they said, follow us. And they drove me all around Diamond Head and Ala Moana. We went down Kalakaua, like all those really nice touristy areas, really beautiful. And then we stopped at a park and he said, how'd you like that? And I said, that was great. I said, thanks for trusting me with your car. And he right. said, of course. He's like, you're, you know, he said, you're one of us. And then uh, later on in the week, I, I tried to meet up with him and I said, hey, wh what are you guys doing? Where are you? And he said, I'm at blah, blah, blah. I had to get a clutch cable because so-and-so's clutch cable broke. So I said, oh, okay. And he goes, you want me to come get you? And I said, sure. So he came and picked me up. Hmm. And then we met this other guy, you know, at a bar. The other guy just, he happened to be across the street from a bar. So when his clutch cable was out, he thought, well, I'll go get a drink. He went to the bar and we went to the bar and, you know, we were climbing under his car trying to fix this clutch cable. And I thought, yeah, this, see, this is community, right? So, um, and I felt bad because he, he felt bad that he made this guy wait. He said, oh, yeah. he goes, poor Ben, he's been waiting so long for me. And, and I said, oh, I said, well, it's okay, you're, you're helping him. And he goes, yeah, but I feel bad. And then I found out he was late because he stopped to pick me up. Wow. And then now I felt bad. <laughs> but then Ben was like, he's like, hey, thank you, you guys. He's, he was so thankful, you know, that uh, there's community, right, with, with the car culture. Right. And yeah, and, and also when you, are, when you are traveling with a hot rod, yeah, it's not. It's basically not driving. It's more traveling. Sure. Yeah. You should really keep your watch in the pocket. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you if you're really under pressure and if you have to catch up, um, you should not do it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's 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 a solid thing. Yeah. You should yeah. really let it run. Then yeah. it it works a lot better. Yeah, I understand. Well, I have a commitment this afternoon. Mm -hmm. So I hate to wrap this up so early, but let's talk about this project. Um, is there anything you guys want to promote while we're here? Yeah, I think... Um, Did we already say the name? Yeah, the, the name of the movie is Squeezed Up. Okay. Uh, the website is uh, squeezed-up.com. Uh, and then you'll find it on pretty easily on uh, all the social media. Is there fundraising for this one too? Is there crowdfunding? We, we got a little bit of sponsorship. Um, we want to thank uh, 805 Beer Company. They, they sponsored a little bit for this movie and helped us out. So we want to give them some thanks. Um, a lot of this is out of pocket. So um, it's uh, a little bit self-funded. So it's okay. a, it's a you know, project, project of passion, you know, passion so, project. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I get it. This whole podcast is a passion project. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we're looking forward to, it. we're seeing some great people and, um, you know, the, it's really kind of a, you know, a wish list of all the people we, you'd, you'd want to talk to about yeah. and hot rodding. So that's awesome. Well, I'm honored that you guys came to the Desert Oasis room. Thank you so much for stopping Thanks by. Thanks for inviting us. Being on the podcast. And, and thank you, Stefan, for leaving your car for the weekend. I got to drive it all down by the beach and, and up in the mountains. That's, so that's, that's my honor. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did it. I did it. But I made sure Even that if it you was did it, safe it's... and secure. <laughs> well, Shane was telling me, this is how you turn off the fuel. This is how you turn off the battery. Exactly. First gear is here. Reverse is here. Right. And I, and I told him, I'm not going to drive it. 
I mean, you could. it's not my car. I, I I respect that, you know. I mean, it's fine. And I appreciate you saying that. That it's, it's fine. No That's that that I might take you up on that. Then I might, okay, I might no take worries. It, I might take it around the block <laughs> yeah. or something. But That's why he wants to cut the podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's when Shane was rolling it off the trailer. Every person that looked at it, every person that looked at it, wanted to talk about it. It's a really, it's a friendly car. Yeah, it invites yeah. people yeah. and. Um, it gives you a very open discussion. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a nice thing. Awesome. Maybe we let Andy talk a little bit. Yeah, about let's have Andy talk. And, yeah. Sure. Andy. 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 Yeah, Randy. Andy. Don't wear it out. <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. How are you today? Uh, I'm good. Thanks a lot. Good. Good. So, what's your involvement with this project? Um. I happen to be a friend of Stefan and of course of all the other guys. So I've been in the Flag and Flames movie with Dirk as well. We are friends since forever. Way too long. Very nice. uh, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been friends uh, with Thorsten, the one, uh, the nice guy over there. So we are, we, we are friends since over 20 years. And so with Matze, our chief mechanic. Yeah. So I'm, um, yeah. I was just asked if I would like to come. Yeah. So I myself, I'm a tattoo artist from Germany, and since, yeah, for, to me it feels like forever since 25 years. Now, are you on break right now? Did you bring your tattoo equipment with you? Um, something that you shouldn't tell the customs, but yes, yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell customs. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I, I brought. I brought my uh, my machines and my needles because we will be uh, next Thursday, I guess it is. We will be in San Diego at mm. Fip Buchanan's place, Avalon Tattoo. One of the guys, the few guys that are in the business older than me. So okay. that really takes me by surprise. There are older ones than I am. Yeah, but he is. And I admire him since ever. And I feel honored uh, that I will be a guest in his, his shop. And we just make a fun tattoo. Okay. Most likely, it will be Torsten again. If there's nobody um, to get tattooed, Torsten has to get it. Torsten, yeah, he just threw up the, the horns. He said he's in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what style do you normally tattoo? I prefer the the new school stuff. Okay. Because old school is a little bit too boring for me. It's it's too strict. So I like to to bend the lines, make it thicker and thinner, so make it a little bit more dynamic in it and put a little bit more of my style in it. That's why I go for that. And I also like the realistic stuff. So have you tattooed all these guys in here? Does Shane, every, unfortunately everyone? not, because I don't know him that long. Okay. Um, I tattooed Dirk. Yeah, I got a tattoo for the for Flag and Flame, so we needed uh, oh, some yeah, uh, stuff course. as well. So, so I got a little that. rocket on my, my leg. Yeah. And I think he did some other stuff on me, yeah, in the middle of the night somewhere. Don't remember some. me on that one. <laughs> 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 no, Torsten, I did a lot. So he he got my fr the first portrait I ever tattooed. Oh, really? Yeah. And so how did this start? So I've always thought that that would be something that I think that I would enjoy doing is tattooing. Yeah. But getting started is the tricky part, right? Were you tattooing fruit in the beginning? Honestly, not. No. no. Okay. No, because that doesn't work. Oh, those pig ears. Yeah. There are big rumors about tattooing pig ears and all that stuff. People um, say that you start by practicing on an orange or practicing. Yeah, on but that doesn't work. It's that that material, you know, that will yeah. never react like uh, like living skin does. Yeah, yeah. So what you can do is if you want to practice, you take your machine and instead of the, the tube with the needle, you put a, just a pencil in it and just start drawing. That gives you the way better feeling of oh. the machine because that fucking thing is really heavy. And most people are already complaining when they have a thick pencil because, oh, that's really heavy. Just try the machine. It's it's uh, about 500 grams sometimes. You get that better feeling when you draw with it. That is uh, way more helpful than trying it on on pig ears or oranges. Okay. Who is your first? Who was your first guy? <laughs> My who, first victim. Who, who the, oh, I'd like the, the to first call victim? him customer. That sounds better. <laughs> Not patient customer. That was friends of mine because I was since I was. Um, yeah, a little child. Yeah. I was I was drawing, you know, okay. like Mickey Mickey Mouse and all that stuff with my pencils. And then I started when I was teenager. I started to paint um, T-shirts. Yeah, that like like um, I'm in that rockabilly scene since '79. So when that rockabilly psychosis came up, with fancy um, vinyl covers, I started to paint them. Then I found that there's an airbrush. 
Then I started to, to learn airbrushing and did that. And afterwards, some the guys came like, hey, you know, we got everything airbrushed. Now we would like to have some tattoos. How, how about yeah, tattooing? Yeah. And I was like, hey, that's a completely different story. So I was totally not in the mood for tattooing and not, not even thought of being a tattoo artist. Yeah, but they did it so often. And then I said, okay, if you really insist, I'm doing it. And all those guys sitting there, they came and they, they took it. So yeah. Unfortunately, that was the story I was telling in the Flake and Flames as well, but it's the story never changes. That was the truth. That's how I started. Yeah, and that was just a trial in the beginning. Just wanted to find out if it works. So I did it a year at home. And then I was so busy, I said, okay, I open a shop, I give it a try for a year. Yeah. And that trial, meanwhile, lasts 25 years. Oh, wow. 25 years. Unfortunately, I'm that old, yes. <laughs> um, I'm. Maybe I'm older than you. I'm guessing no. I'm older than you. What year are you from? I'm 50. 1968. Eh, I won. Oh, 53. 53. Okay. Oh, you look great for 53. Oh, thanks a lot. I don't wow. feel like... Uh, <laughs> it's a very polite discussion, isn't it? That was my... Okay. That I hope I look as good as Andy when I'm 53. That was my former wait. friend, Stefan. There you go. <laughs> former friend. But thanks for the flowers. <laughs> so what I struggled with when I before I turned 50 was... When I started getting the grays, I thought, should I try to color those out? Hey, the girls like that. Well, Richard oh, here is calling me constantly and asking me how I do it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I told myself, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop, uh, uh, dying my grays when I hit 50. Ah, so now, like, I made a deal with my hair. If it stays with me, it can choose the color, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. There you go. It's Good cemetery deal. blonde, deal. meanwhile. Good deal. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anybody else we want to have uh, talk on the show while while we have the rest of the crew here? Can I talk about one other project? Yeah, uh, of course. I was just thinking like um, of some fun time, you know, when we roll the cars out yeah, and stuff sure. and some photos and all that. Yeah, here. Let, put. My wife and I, you know, we've been into this for a while and, and uh, we collect stuff just like you do, you know, find old mugs and napkins and matchbooks and everything else and you you know you you get an education of mm -hmm. what was out there in tiki back in the day and um we'd come across these old cocktail umbrellas that were branded from the uh from the actual bars and restaurants where the yeah. drinks were served and you, you just didn't see that anymore everyone yeah. just had the yeah. same yeah. umbrella with the same flower pattern sold by the billions out of, out of china And, um, you know, originally they were made in, you know, Taiwan and, and Hong Kong and Japan and, and eventually to China. But the, um, we just had the idea to bring these things back, you know, to bring branded cocktail umbrellas back to, to the scene because, you know, these, every, this huge resurgence, all, all these bars are using yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So we started bringing back uh, vintage, uh, style custom logo cocktail And umbrellas. I've seen them and I think they're awesome. They I think are. they're great. So we're we're actually doing pretty well with this. It's got a lot of traction. We we did them for Tiki Oasis. We just did some for Tonga Hut's 60th anniversary um, for for the Grider Co. They uh, okay, they, cool. their, their artwork and um, we've done some for some podcasts and uh, hopefully do some Desert Oasis ones soon. Yeah, I'm interested in that for sure. Yeah, and uh, but no, it's been a fun project. We've also just done a couple uh, vintage designs from old bars and restaurants that uh based on menu or menu art or matchbook art now are those actually because when i look at these old umbrellas my thought is they have to print them all one by one and then they have to glue them all together one by one so they're doing that with what you're doing right they're still made in an incredibly low-tech traditional way yeah every single cocktail umbrella if you peel it apart uh, there's actually chinese newspaper that's torn up and rolled up inside the wow. umbrella and they're wow. still that way today Wow. So, so if, that's we, what, if we tear one of those apart, there's, if you can read it, there's Chinese newsprint inside that, that umbrella. Wow. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, there's still, you know, it's not something that is really advanced to the point where you can make it better, cheaper and faster yeah. outside of the Orient. It's just Very a cool. traditional thing. And it's, it's kind of cool that it's still made in Asia. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're, it's just fun to be able to bring that. So if that anybody to wants to see your umbrellas and they want to order them. You have a website? Yeah, loungeloot.com. So the idea was lounge, you know, like these lounges and bars and stuff like that. And loot, you know, it's the kind of stuff, the souvenirs that you took home from these places. You right, know, people right. came home with napkins and wrote their date that they went. They came yeah. home with the cocktail umbrellas, the swizzle sticks, maybe a mug. 
So that's the concept behind this. We'll Very eventually cool. start rolling out napkins as well and things like that. So Very cool. Loungeloot.com. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll make sure that our listeners find that link. We'll put it in the description. Yeah, cool. Put in the description below. So, all all of the uh, people that are involved in this project, let's let's support them out there. Uh, I think that this project is something that will be fun to watch, and I'm really looking forward to the outcome of this. So let's um let's see if there's a a, a way that we can help them out too. If it, there's no like crowdfunding or anything, no, we no. finance it by ourselves. So, and everybody is working for free, and we just share the profit if there's any profit, and okay. if there's a loss, there's a loss, but we don't hope for, and we need the support. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will, we plan to bring out the movie in the first quarter of the next year, so everything will be relatively fast. Yeah. Uh, of course, we will do some special editions, there's also a plan to mix it up maybe with an own map. Okay. For the movie, a movie mark. A book. A book. Um, it will be definitely also a book, which is also a very cool present. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it shows the people in action. It shows amazing places like your place and cool, other yeah. places we are going to. It's it's not so... It's it's a little bit niche but for this niche, it's a wide niche for us yeah, because it yeah. covers Tiki, it, it covers a little bit the mid-century thing, and it covers hot rodding. And the scene is there, and we are ha- we are so happy and proud to be a part of the scene and a part of this tribe. And I think um, we have a good chance to have good success with that movie. Uh, I think so too. And we'll do our part at Inside the Desert Racist Room to make sure we get the word out there. Cool. Thank we'll put you. Put on so our much. social media. We'll put it on our website, and we'll make sure everybody knows about this project. Thank you so much. Thank you, Adrian. Thanks again for being on the show, you guys. I appreciate everything. And thanks for celebrating our second year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Adrian, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. For all you guys out there that have any questions, comments, or just want to leave a shout out, check out our group page, Inside the Desert Oasis Room on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at Polynesian Pop. Alrighty. Cheers. Cheers.